0: Tonight, I'm gonna have my say.
1: Thank you can Sonic Man! We're listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Today is Hug a Vegetarian, Kiss a Vegan Day. Yes to thank all those crazy meat-free kids for all they do. Uh-huh. You're vegetarian, right? Oh, yes. Okay, I'm come here. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> all right. Hug time at WDBX.
1: I grew <laughs> up vegetarian, and I still have a really hard time eating meat.
0: Yeah.
1: As in, hard time digesting it. So, make sure you give every vegetarian and vegan you know, and those you don't know, Hugs, kisses, and at least a high five for being awesome and (laughs) meat-free. Oh, and the vegan and vegetarians should wear a shirt that says, you know, plant one on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We should make a shirt. You know, it's just fun and to brighten everyone's day, so. Yeah,
0: and I was vegan for about eight years, so you can feel free to kiss me too, even (laughs) though I'm not
1: currently. (laughs) It's like, well, I do have a friend who will not date, she will not date anybody. Who is not vegan, because she says um, their kisses taste horrible. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So it's like, all right, happenings today. <coughs> there is a CPR workshop at 7:30 p.m. in the Illinois Room of the Student Center for basic instructions on CPR. Just otherwise, today is the annual Noche de Gala, the salsa ball put on by the Latin fraternity every year there's a live band and um, well last year about 400 people came to the ballrooms at the Student Center on the SIUC campus to dance it up to a live Latin band and the best part it's free Hmm,
0: free that's my kinda price
1: there you go other happenings invasive plant workshop to be held Saturday (laughs) in the Crab Orchard National Wildlife Refuge. The Crab Orchard National Wildlife Refuge in the River to River Cooperative Weed Management Area will host a volunteer invasive plant survey training workshop from 10 a.m. till noon Saturday at the Crab Orchard Visitor Center on Illinois 148 south of Illinois 13. The workshop will cover how to identify new invasive species what the refuge is doing to combat them and how to report any infestations that are found. For more information, contact River to River coordinator Chris Evans at 998 5920 or river to river at gmail.com or just show up 10 till noon at the Crab Orchard Visitor Center. Yes.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that's about removing invasives because I had this worry it was going to teach the plants how to be invaders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, today is Friday, September 28th, the 271st day of 2007. Yes. There are only 94, 94 days left in this year.
0: Woohoo, almost done.
1: Yeah, today in history, in 1781, American forces in the Revolutionary War, backed by a French fleet, yes, the French has helped us <laughs> in wars, <Yes. laughs> began their siege of Yorktown, Virginia. In 1787... Congress voted to send the just completed Constitution of the United States to state legislations for their p- approval. They didn't vote on the Constitution until 1887. Mm-hmm. And then in 1850, flogging was abolished as a form of punishment in the U.S. Navy. I just had to throw that one in. Yes. So.
0: so no more flogging. It's a well, historic day.
1: Not f- maybe for fun, but for not fun, for yes. punishment.
0: <laughs> for fun, definitely but not as punishment
1: in the military. Other happenings.
0: Yes, other happenings. Uh, we've got two more uh, that I... Well, actually, three more. I should mention one first. Uh, I played that song today, uh, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, in honor of the fact that uh, tonight there's a party. <laughs> there's a party at the Bungalow of Love, which is uh, 204
1: West Oak Street. I thought you were going to keep it a <laughs> secret.
0: Uh, no, they. I asked them about it this time, and they said it's okay if we mention, you know, Uh, If if you want the details and directions, you can call me. But tonight, they're having a party, uh, the next in their series of peace on earth parties to try to get together, you know, cool, ecologically and socially conscious people to party.
1: Party for peace.
0: Yeah, you know, because people who care about such issues often spend a lot of time, you know, working to help them. So instead, you know, this is a time to go and party and have fun and meet other people who feel the same way.
1: Peace is a good reason to party.
0: Oh yeah, peace is definitely worth celebrating.
1: And, um, it's a good time to have a peace party because, in honor of Gandhi's birthday, there will be a celebration of International Day of Nonviolence next Tuesday. I was actually just walking past the uh, Big Muddy IMC, and there's a big poster that says "See Gandhi here." Sunday. (laughs) And I was like, I could have swore Gandhi had passed on. Yeah. But they have managed to preserve his essence in a movie. In movie form. Right. (laughs) Gandhi, starring Ben Kinsley, will be at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center Sunday. That's this Sunday, September 30th at 6 p.m. And then, I'm going to try to do this in chronological order. In honor of Gandhi's birthday, which is next Tuesday, October 2nd, International Day of Violence will be celebrated...
0: Uh,
1: I said of violence tonight. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that's a really bad slip. Yeah. International Day of Nonviolence will be celebrated on Tuesday, October 2nd at 5 p.m. at the International Peace Bowl in Friendship Park. Do you know where that is?
0: Oh, yeah, the Friendship Park. That's the... Uh, The big intersection by the underpass.
1: Yep. Um, Which is, let's see, Mill Street and Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. Yes. And otherwise, like I said before, there will be local showings of the movie Gandhi um, Sunday at the Big Muddy IMC. And then next Friday, October 5th, at the Unitarian Fellowship in Carbondale.
0: Yes. So it's a whole big week of Gandhi stuff in celebration of nonviolence. And I did have one more event. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm a dork, so I forgot to bring the whole calendar of uh, GLBT History Month events. But I do have this first one that's coming up. Um, It's coming up on Tuesday, October 2nd. And it's uh, a presentation by Reverend Mel White, the keynote speaker of GLBT History Month. And this will be Stranger at the Gate, To Be Gay and Christian in America. Uh, Reverend White is the author of Stranger at the Gate to Be Christian in America and is Justice Minister of the Universal Fellowship of Metropolitan Community Churches. So he's going to be speaking at uh, 7 p.m. at the Student Center Ballroom C&D that's on the SIU campus in Carbondale. For more information, you can contact the GLBT Resource Center. Their email address is glbtrc at siu.edu. And their phone number is 618-453-5627.
1: We'll be right back after a musical interlude with the world, local, and the news that affects us. ready for the end of the world listen to your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it let's bring back the circle again the circle of family the circle of friends the circle of being wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of mother earth Listen to your community spirit every Friday morning from 10 to 10.30. You are listening to your community spirit. Today is Hug a Vegetarian, Kiss a Vegan Day. So get out there and do your part, at least either getting hugged or being hugged. Yes. That's the same thing, getting hugged or being hugged. Or giving hugs. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) uh, I really want a hug, I guess, huh? (laughs) Home Sexy Home. Brad Pitt pledges $5 million for green homes in New Orleans. At the third annual Clinton Global Initiative Philanthropic Swade, actor Brad Pitt pledged $5 million in matching funds to build about 150 green homes in New Orleans' Lower Ninth Ward neighborhood, one of the most troubled areas in the city. Quote, We are going to help make it right with 150 sustainable, affordable homes, homes that stand out for the design both aesthetically and structurally, so that these people can live in beautiful, safe structures that respect their spirit and provide a great quality of life, said, said Pitt. Real estate bigwig Steve Bing also pledged $5 million in matching funds for the effort. Other green announcements at the CGI include Green Power Company Florida Power & Light unveiling its plans for a 300-megawatt solar thermal plant as part of a $2.4 billion initiative. That broad initiative will also see an additional solar thermal plant in California and would provide millions in funding to to help power users reduce their consumption. Still other funding pledged at the high-profile conference included money for education and health initiatives for especially needy areas around the world. Straight to the, su- straight to the source, E! News, Los Angeles Times, the St. Petersburg at Times, and Reuters.
0: All right, and other news, uh, you really can't have too many meetings. Bush hosts climate meeting of the world's largest emitters. Representatives from the world's 17 largest greenhouse gas emitters gathered this week in the good old U.S. of A. for a climate change discussion. Discussion. Yes, discussion. <laughs> just, a, just a polite conversation over tea. And yes, the United Nations did just have one of those, but President Bush played hooky. But this group, which includes China, India, and Brazil, was convened by the Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, and Bush uh, addresses, addressed them. Um, some European Union nations are represented by junior ministers as their senior officials have just uh, attended the UN meeting. <laughs> so they've sent junior officials along to this one that Bush will actually be participating in. Uh, some see the summit as evidence that Bush is finally, finally taking leadership on the climate issue. Others, however, Fear that the group will latch onto fast-track voluntary measures undermining the long-term, stricter standards that are likely to come out of the U.N. negotiations. Either way, don't expect immediate significant action. White House officials say the main goal is to set a plan for deciding how and how much to cut emissions, and expect that four or five more meetings will follow over the next year.
1: So the absurdity that is the Bush (coughs) administration's climate meetings... Permanent pressure. Banks and international leaders turn up pressure on Bush to act against climate change. President Bush may may be playing host to his very own climate summit, but that hasn't mollified folks around the world who want to actually see real action to stave off climate change. In fact, the pressure to act is stronger than ever. This week, some of the world's leading banks are gathering as Lobbying group international carbon investors and services to urge the U.S. and other developed nations to introduce a lightly regulated carbon trading program. And government officials from around the globe went to the White House earlier this week to urge (coughs) mandatory cuts in greenhouse gas emissions. Not to mention the near constant ragging the administration gets from a certain scrappy, incisive web magazine. Personally, we don't know how they stand it. Straight to the source, the New York Times, the Washington Post, giving them hell.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and our friends at uh, Grist Magazine, grist.org, uh, they do give a lot of hell to the administration. and uh, They simply do so by presenting the facts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn them, the news sources. Oh,
0: yes, the, the, everybody knows that the truth has a liberal bias. <laughs> okay, let's see. In, uh, in other news, Total Recall. Over 500,000 more toys recalled due to lead. Another round of recalls... That's a half a million. Yes, that's half a million. Wow. That's lots of toys that have been given to little kitties. (coughs) Another round of recalls was issued this week for over 500,000 children's toys or accessories that were found to exceed allowable lead levels, including more Thomas the Tank Engine paraphernalia and the now conspicuously gloomy Happy Giddy Gardening Tools from Target. Uh, They're not so happy or giddy anymore. Federal regulators were quick to point out that this recall won't be the last. Quote, After the first set of recalls, retailers and manufacturers reported that they would take a very systematic inventory to determine whether any of their products were in violation of the lead paint standard, said Julie Vallacy, a spokesperson for the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Quote, These recalls are a result of that inventory. There's the anticipation that there will be more lead recalls in the future. The CPSC is making a recall list and checking it, well, checking it at least once. Hopefully making a list checking it twice. (laughs) Our suggestion for recall jaded parents, start a neighborhood pool about what will be in the next round of recalls. Keep it interesting and it might just pay off. We're giving 2 to 1 odds on toy cars. Any takers? Uh, Straight to the source. Los Angeles Times and the New York Times.
1: Charmer in the Dell. Dell Incorporation pledges to go carbon neutral. PC manufacturer Dell Incorporated has announced plans to go completely carbon neutral by next year. Take that, Nokia. Huh. Nokia's in second place for the most environmentally friendly um high tech company. Yeah. The company will focus on energy efficiency and renewable power and offset additional emissions. In addition, Dell's Plant a Tree for Me program where in Customers Can Direct Funds to Global Tree Planting will expand explan- to Plant a Forest for Me, a partnership with other organizations to facilitate sustainable rest- reforestation. No doubt Dell, which recently lost its number one spot in the PC market, hopes new green measures will help it turn over a new leaf hey straight to the source associated press and the web wire um this was actually a big factor in my me not buying an apple computer a new one apple is the least environmentally friendly computer company on the planet yes (laughs) and um for three years in a row yeah they're uh well this year actually they're tied for (laughs) last place
0: I know one of the problems is their iPods being designed for plan obsolescence.
1: And exactly. they've got a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean they make a good product, yeah, but they
0: make good software. But if the hardware is destroying the, the planet, that's kind of a problem. Because <laughs> without a planet there's no place to run the software. There you go. <laughs> so let's see. In other news, it sounds like the EPA may be naughty again. <laughs> Spare the ozone and despoil the wild the EPA may soon approve toxic alternatives to ozone-depleting pesticide, despite criticism. To replace the toxic ozone-depleting pesticide methyl bromide, a favorite of stubborn U.S. berry growers, growers, the U.S. EPA is reportedly set to soon approve an alternative that doesn't deplete the ozone, but is, quote, one of the more toxic chemicals used in manufacturing, according to its opponents, including six Nobel Prize-winning chemists. Even though the replacement pesticide, methyl iodide, is injected into soils and not applied directly to the crops, health advocates, including 54 scientists and physicians who wrote a letter to the EPA head, Steven Johnson, about their concerns, worry about, quote, pregnant women and the unborn fetus, children, the elderly, farm workers, and other people living near the application sites, who could be at risk from exposure to pesticide. California, which is doing its own review of the chemical, classifies it as a carcinogen. Quote, it's extremely toxic, said Glenn Brank of California's Department of Pesticide Regulation. Quote, we are concerned about whether or not this can be used safely. Studies have shown that chronic exposure to methyl iodide can harm the nervous central nervous system, lungs, skin, and kidneys. Oh, but just think of the berries. Straight to the source... Associated Press. So EPA might be approv- approving toxic stuff again.
1: They would never do such a thing. <laughs> we really need some disclosure. More companies disclosing and mitigating emissions, says a new report. Many corporations are recognizing the impact of climate change on business as usual, and in response are disclosing and working to mitigate greenhouse gas emissions, says a new report from the nonprofit Carbon Disclosure Project. The group's fifth annual survey of the world's 500 largest companies boosted a 75% response rate. Of those, 80% of businesses found climate change to present a commercial risk, 82% recognized increased commercial opportunities, and 76% said they had implemented programs to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Well, greenhouse gas emissions are pollution, and pollution is waste, and waste is money lost. Hmm. So they're not really doing it to save the planet as much as to save money. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in the long run, they're doing good things mm-hmm. by saving money by reducing pollution. Yeah, hey. that's what
0: we call uh, collateral benefits, maybe?
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> While the responses aren't independently verified and should be taken with a grain of salt, or at least less pollution, <laughs> the numbers are still encouraging as only 48% of companies responding to last year's survey reported mitigating emissions. Unfortunately, the glut of voluntary information seems yet to play a role in investors' decisions on where to put their money. Straight to the source, the Wall Street Journal, August French Press, The New York Times, Los Angeles Times, and um, I got some information actually straight from the Carbon Disclosure Project.
0: (laughs) Yes. So let's see, in other news, uh, we're just going through a phase out. Faster phase out of ozone damaging chemicals agreed to by 191 nations. At the conference marking the 20th anniversary of the Montreal Protocol last week, some 191 nations agreed to a faster phase-out of ozone-depleting chemicals than they had originally negotiated in 1987. Hydrochlorofluorocarbons, or HCFCs, emerged in the 1990s as a less ozone-damaging alternative to CFCs, which did truly nasty things to the ozone layer. But HCFCs also turned out to be a greenhouse gas a few thousand times more potent than carbon dioxide. Whoops. Oh. Little accident there. (laughs) However, at the conference last week, developed countries agreed to reduce both production and consumption of HCFCs by 75% by 2010, which is coming up pretty quickly, also by 90% by 2015, and finally ending their use entirely in 2020, which is 10 years earlier than in the previous agreement. Developing countries, for their part, agreed to cut production and consumption by 10% in 2015 and gradually cut down their use until a final phase out in 2030. Uh, Akim Steiner, head of the UN Environment Program, said it is perhaps the most important breakthrough in an international environment negotiation process for at least 5 or 6 years. Now, the translation for that is you can't believe that the US actually agreed. <laughs> <laughs> US actually agreed to a environmental negotiation process. <laughs> uh, so, straight to the source. Associated Press, Agence France-Presse, and the Gazette.
1: Well, I was talking about earlier, Electronic Boogie. Greenpeace releases another ranking of the tech company's environmental records. Greenpeace has released the fifth version of its Guide to Greener Electronics and allows the tech industry for making great improvements since the first scorecard hit the scene in August 2006. Wow, they've had five of them since August 2006. So they're really pushing hard. Nokia, Sony Ericsson, and Dell took the top three spots this time around. Apple, the CEO of which was rankled by his company's dead last ranking mm-hmm. in April, is now solidly tied with Hewitt-Packard for second to last, ahead of Panasonic.
0: Ah, they're so, climbing out of the gutter.
1: Yeah, out mm-hmm. of the gutter, one step above from the bottom. The report released last week noted that HP is in free fall on the list. Also last week... Coincidentally, HP launched an effort to improve e-waste recycling in Africa. Straight to the source, Yahoo News, SciDev.net, and, of course, the Green Guide to Greener Electronics. So I have to read this one about Walmart real quick. Okay. We'll drink beer for the cause. Walmart will track some some suppliers' energy efficiency. Unrelenting in its quest for echo domination, Walmart has announced a plan to keep tabs on some suppliers' energy efficiency. Through a partnership with the Carbon Disclosure Project, Walmart will request emissions data from about 30 companies that collectively supply DVDs, toothpaste, soap, milk, beer, vacuum cleaners, and soft drinks. Sure, they're all commonly used, but random anybody? The project is very much a wee little step as Walmart has about 68,000 suppliers, a little higher than the 30,000 they're auditing. The company has not yet determined whether it will use the information gleaned to actually demand that suppliers reduce emissions. Anyway, straight to the source, Financial Times, MSNBC, Reuters, and the Wall Street Journal. So, got anything else to say? We're done. Looks like like we're done. We'll see you again next week. Remember, it's still nice enough to enjoy the forest.